Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Having rejoined the gang at TJ Malone's, the coterie are off to find Dederick Janssen. Everett passed on his information, but not his secret. Iris ate Strad von Zervich, and Ridley tried to share his latest victim with Everett, who he could see was starving. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. So, Iris and Ridley, um, you're on your way out of uh, TJ Malone's uh, on a fairly desperate mission. Um, I was going to say this is more of a desperate mission for Ridley than it is for Iris, but I don't actually think that's true. I think it's... Uh, Iris, you mentioned this a few episodes back, but like I think given that you're fully aware of how squishy you are, the Bear Boys are like a really nice comfort blanket in a lot of ways. Just knowing that Ridley has a posse of like big, capable dudes um, who are admittedly also like nice people to hang out with, um, despite their criminal uh, leanings. Um, 
so getting the muscle back is is good, particularly now that you're a wanted fugitive. Uh, so th this is pretty pretty high stakes for you, and obviously for you, Ridley, um, you have the the dual fear of losing your kind of muscle and and that, but also um, you're used to taking care of people who are in your your crew, and the fact that all of them are gone is concerning on a variety of levels um so it's this time it's personal uh i think it was also personal last time but like also this time oh this um, time even more personal somebody usurped his gang that's literally mm -hmm. the most personal thing in his world like that his only debate about not killing his satin prince is the guy is so famous. <laughs> he just <laughs> he might just need to make him go away, but if he can Look, make it questionable. All I'm saying is Iris is already on Interpol's list. Maybe just like stack up them credits, you know? Like it's you know cool. What? I bet Interpol doesn't know about TJ fucking Malone. <laughs> You yell like into a Google phone, like, "Hi yeah. <laughs> <"Hey>, Siri, <laughs> I bet Interpol doesn't know about this place." Um, Iris and Ridley, uh, what do you? What preparations do you make before you go? Iris, I know you're kind of in a, a rough spot because you can't. Normally, I feel like you would like dress to the nines to to VIP your way into this, but obviously that's not an option right now. So, is there any prep, or is it just kind of like a "fuck it"? I'm going along to see see what we will see. I don't think I have any, I don't have any other choice. I think I, I just go ahead. Cool. Um, great. And uh, Ridley, is there anything you grab? Is there any preparations you'd be making, any gear you'd be bringing, or are you just kind of going I to think see what Ridley see? would take his nicest jacket, which is just the most clean one of his three identical jackets, uh, and his, his clothes would be there. He still looks like a used car salesman. That's never going to change. Um, he would be packing the items that he's starting to carry now regularly because he'd also give an ever to set. But it's like, you know, he's got the, the silver bullets pistol in like the small of his back. Uh, and then he also would have like one of those like silver knives kind of like tucked in a boot kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like he'd probably switch to a boot so he could try to hide something. <laughs> uh, and then he'd just make sure his glasses are fitting nicely. And he'd probably slick back his hair knowing he would have no product. He would probably use literally just like some grease or oil that was around in the bar kind of thing. So he just looks like even more 60s than he did before. Yeah, he so we're, we're talking like uh, wrestler grease where it's just like, you know, Roman Reigns or any of these guys where it's just like their hair is mysteriously slick. And you're like, yeah. how? Yeah, yeah. He's he's full 1930s gangster hairstyle now. Uh, Miles, you had a, a finger up. Yeah, I'm going to make it an amendment. She'll probably try to find a pair of Lucite heels, like really trashy, trashy heels. And um, because it's gross and men will allow it, I'm going to make sure the, the girls are up and out so that mm -hmm. that, not this. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so you're using like a boob distraction technique. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very um, cool. Are you bringing the small gun that Ridley gave you? Because he, he, everybody got a gun with silver bullets. You had like the six shooter. Can I hide that somewhere in a tight skin outfit? Probably not. I mean, well, it depends. If you've got like, we could we could basically tape it to your inner thigh if the skirt goes fucking low enough. It's not going to be pleasant to get out, but you could put it in there. 
All right, so we're going to duct tape that to her thigh. <laughs> duct tape. Oh. Very sick of being a Bambi. Fair enough. Um, all right, so, um, yeah, they, um, we can say that um, uh, uh, TJ Malone's got, like, uh, a first aid kit, so you just grab a bunch of medical tape and just, like, wrap it around so it's, it's nice and easy to tear out. Um, it'll look stupid on, like, movies where people, like, tear guns that have been taped to things off and the tape is just mysteriously gone, but, like, still full of bullets. Um, yeah, I pull, I pull it off to use it. There's just, like... Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to look like you're trying to sell raffle tickets. Like, it's just going to be, like, these long streamers of bullshit, but uh, at the least you have bullets now. And admittedly, Lurleen, the surly bartender, might be the kind of person to tape a gun to her inner thigh. This, you know... It's it's like Annie Edison getting into character at that bar. You just yeah. it's a Lurleenism. <laughs> TJ's like I learned to do this from the real Lurleen. <laughs> There's a reason she doesn't work here anymore. Um, cool. Uh, okay, so um, with uh, with that, the two of you um, make your way outside. Um, and again, it's uh, it's dusk, so um, the uh, sun's just gone down. Um, the Satin Prince's concert is in effect right now. Um, it'll go on for another couple hours before he eventually absconds to the bar. So you have a couple hours to find Dederick. Um, as uh, the two of you step out, um, you see a, a an admittedly like fairly nice um, car uh, pull up um, in uh, in front of the bar. It's uh, it's got a bit of an older vibe to it. Um, like it's. There's a very generic car. I don't know the brand because I don't really know cars that well. But there's a very generic brand of, of slightly older car that I'm kind of thinking of. But we'd, we'd established, Tyler, I think, that, like, you had an older vehicle, right? Yeah. So I was driving, like, a big kind of, like, Cadillac. Yeah, I was kind of thinking in, in the, the Cadillac-ish zone. But it's, like, I think we can we can say it's one of the modern ones that has attempted to recapture the the glory of, uh, of the classic vehicle. But anyway, regardless... Car pulls up. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Burgundy, um, and uh, he, uh, he rolls up and um, goes to to pop the door. And Iris, you immediately see that there is a fucking baby in the back of this car. Did you steal a fucking baby? Oh, what the fuck! There's a baby. You gotta take this back. Of you course, fucking psychopath. Of course, I didn't. Anything? Did you steal this car? And was there a baby in it? Look. Obviously, I did not. Did you steal the car and was there a baby in it? Well, I mean, the answer is clearly yes to both things. We don't even need to fucking say it. I did not steal it. And I look in the backseat, I'm like, oh, hell. And then <laughs> I just peel out and drive back to wherever I found this car. Uh, okay. Did I find it parking lot, like beside the bar or something? No, man, it was it was not. You, you went a little further afield, so as not to implicate. It's basically anything that would bring heat down on TJ's is a real bad, bad call for you. So I think okay. you went outside your your kind of domain. Um, so no, it does take you a little while to to, um, to get back there. Um, as you, you come around the corner, uh, you see uh, a couple of cop cars um, and um, a, uh, a pair of very distressed men who are, are, are just, like, apoplectic about where their baby went. Um, what do you do? Um, I stop driving, um, and I uh, make sure that the car is not in sight. Like, they can't see the car. Um, and uh, I pull the car over. I get into the back, grab the kid's, like, 
car seat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I come marching into that, that parking lot, just looking furious. Damn. All right. Um, the, uh, the two fathers and the, the cops are all like, (laughs) one of the fathers just like, uh, little, little Johan. He found little Johan. Uh, and I, I, I march straight up to this guy and I say, uh, who, who are this child's parents? Where are the parents? Uh, and uh, the only two people who aren't cops both put up their hands. Uh, and I stick a finger in their faces and I say, I was walking through this parking lot, minding my own business, and I saw an abandoned vehicle with a baby in the back. I smashed that window, pulled the baby out, and I was on my way to the nearest police station to say someone abandoned their baby in their car. So I and I realized that I needed to get your license number, and I came back uh, to find you here. So here's your baby. Never leave your baby unattended in a car ever again. You're lucky I was a good Samaritan, because okay. I'm came and stole your car. I'm gonna need a big old <laughs> persuasion check. There. Do we have deception? We gotta have deception. Subterfuge, I guess. So yeah, I, I'm gonna need subterfuge. Oh my, my dude! Subterfuge and manipulation, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely manipulation. Oh man. I, I mean, I respect the game. That's uh, that's that's a fail. It's one dice. So roll one hunger die. Roll to four. <laughs> um, the uh, one of the, the like the, the parents step back and um, one of the cops draws his gun and he nods to his partner and she's like, uh, "Sir, I'm going to need you to to keep your hands where we can see them. We're taking you in for questioning. You you clearly abducted this baby. What evidence do you have that I abducted the baby? You showed up with the baby that was missing. I brought the baby back. Cool. Well, you can." Tell us that on the record. Uh, you should also lawyer up. You have the right to remain silent. She proceeds to give you the Miranda rights um, as she approaches to cuff you. I let her cuff me. I, <laughs> I can't. How many cops are there? Two. There's two cops, two grown men, and their baby. Yeah. Um, I have to let them arrest me. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, the, uh, the officer um, is uh, like... Uh, you kind of like l- let her guide your hands back. Uh, you feel one cuff click over your, your wrist. Um, what's going through your head right now? Um, just that uh, feeling really sorry for myself in the sense of like I I deserve this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just I I cannot believe I picked a car that had a fucking baby in it. Um, and, and yeah, uh, I just think uh, Everett's just not like thinking clearly and he's just feeling like kind of a, a jackass. So he's like, I, I deserve this. Um, yeah. Cool. So um, she uh, cuffs you, puts you in the back of the car. Um, she and her partner get in there. They're, I'm sorry, there were four cops because there's two more who were in the other car who were dealing with the parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like cops don't drive around alone. Um, so... Um, they're dealing with uh, the fathers who are very excited to have their baby back, still vaguely confused about where their vehicle is, but like the baby's fine. That's really the more important thing. Um, and uh, the siren turns on and the car drives off. Um, 
Ridley and Iris, uh, not unlike people watching an Uber driver just do weird laps around a nearby street for no fucking reason when they said they'd be here in a minute. You are standing on the side of the road and there is no car in sight. Ridley sudden get, suddenly gets more pale and he looks to Iris and he goes, it can't be that he can only eat fucking babies, right? Like, what if he could only eat fucking babies? That would be fucked. I mean, I... I, I don't have any reason to... to, to I, I can't think of... Wait. No, like, wait. babies. Oh, okay, we, we saw him drink Martha. Martha was kind of like your baby, but also <laughs> not. Oh, I think... He could eat her too. I don't think a baby's in there. I don't know, though. I don't know. Where the, where the fuck is he? But we, we haven't been around any babies. That's true, but he's really fucking hungry. I don't watch him all the time. I fucking trusted him. Fucking hell. Do you, do you know? It's where me. the fuck is he? I could fucking call us a taxi, but I'd... Uh, um to get a taxi because you like uh, it's either do this now or get rid of the bear boys bye do we even know where this fucking dedrick is or do, do i think he was oh fuck he was the only one who knew yeah yeah okay we need to fucking find his car fuck um uh so um iris uh you and um ridley are are coming to a determination that either you need to try and find him or figure out some other way of finding uh dedrick who admittedly again does have a high social media presence but you're kind of a little bit strapped for for gear right now um so as the two of you begin to like strike off down down the street um you are uh actually um shocked uh, when a, uh, a a somewhat battered iPhone comes sliding out along the sidewalk and hits you in the side of the garish heel. Okay, I pick it up and take a look at it. Uh, it's vaguely bloody and the screen is cracked, um, but there is there seems to be an Uber coming towards your location on Emily's account. Where the fuck did that come from? I have no fucking idea. Can you roll uh, me a... Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll me a um, an awareness, I think. I take awareness or investigation. Okay, awareness and would we say wits maybe? Or composure? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say wits because this is, this is a panic decision. This isn't like a... And Miles, you can do this as well. Um, but this is definitely a reacting to what's happening to you. This isn't a, a planned maneuver. Three successes on three days. Shit, man. You should have returned the baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oi, pigs, I got your fucking baby. <laughs> He'd yell as he ran away. Well, I mean, that, that tracks. All right, good. <laughs> Thank God for you, Mr. Seymour Hoffman. Um uh, two successes, and they're both tens. <laughs> but she's got hunger zero, so it's not a messy yeah, success. It's just a crit successy, which means I'm, you I'm, get an additional, uh, an additional point of, of success. I'm, I'm laughing at the idea of Ridley getting three successes with just pigs. I got your baby, <laughs> and just like three 
It's just like, we have no follow-up questions. Thank you, sir. <laughs> just like, it goes way better than it did for me. Yeah. It was just like, cut to a press conference where the mayor is like, well, the mysterious stranger ran away before yeah. we could give him the key to the city. But We all used hero. to eat the English, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Here, catch! <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they say in Montreal, anything's possible. You get baby thrown. He's good. Um, yes, good old-fashioned Quebec baby toss. Um, okay, cool. So um, both of you um, manage to see a figure moving uh, unnaturally quickly. Uh, like we're talking like uh, almost blurred speed. Um, kind of a way down an alley. Um, Emily? And uh, as you yell that out, um, you think you see uh, the flash of yellow eyes, uh, and you realize the figure only has one arm. Uh, and then it darts around the corner and is gone. Miles is doing okay. a single tear for those of you listening at home. Yeah. So, good news Emily's alive. She's still and So, she's not feral. Yeah, she's got enough of a brain to know how to use an Uber. That's pretty fucking smart for a dog person. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with that, um, your uh, Uber comes around the corner. Uh, it is a lime green Toyota Corolla. Um, it is uh, uh, very hard to miss. Um, and um, uh, you um, climb into the back. Um, again, like she sent you the car, but you still need to kind of figure out where to go. Luckily, um, being an Uber driver, um, uh, the lady driving will likely be able to point you to any number of clubs that this could be happening at if you want to um, skip past uh, Dieter Call Together. Um, but as you climb in, you realize that this is one of those Ubers with the fancy ass screens installed. And sure enough, uh, Dederick's blog is front and center, um, loudly declaring um, the. Uh, that tonight's the night, and that um, at exactly 10 o'clock, he'll be announcing which which club the Satin Prince will be at. Now, Ridley, you can't read any of this, but you can definitely recognize the website from whatever it was looking at before. Um, Iris, you're slightly more social media savvy. How do you think you would try and figure out where Dederick is from his website? So think of it basically as like, you, you know, like in the back of a New York cab when they have those random like touch screens to keep you distracted. Um, so it's not like it's a full internet suite, but you have the, the somewhat busted iPhone and you have uh, this. Yeah, I feel like if I have uh, if I have access to Instagram or other social media apps, I would immediately do the, the trolling to find mutual friends and someone I can ask who might know. Uh, okay, that makes sense to me. Um, I am wanted, so anybody I message will know that I'm. I mean, people know you. You're alive. Um, if you're talking about like geotagging, that might be more of an issue. Um, I mean, if, if you use you, you, here, if uh, do you, do you know anyone who might know him as well, uh, who has like, a public account? Because then you don't have to sign in as you, and you've got Emily's phone. Maybe Emily's got the same fucking friends you do. Can you can you check her phone? Yeah, she's got to make your calls for you, right? Does Emily make your calls for you? Yes. Okay, then all of your friends are in that phone. So you can get in touch with them from Emily's number and they won't be tracking you. That's true. Because they think you're a dead woman. Okay, we kind of have to hope they're not tracking her either, but better odds on her than you. 
Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a, a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said. Go there. Join Dum Dums and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great. Okay. So who do you think your mutual contact with Dedrick Janssen would be? Probably a tour promoter. Okay. All right. Um, okay, cool. So, um, you know a, uh, a woman uh, named um, uh, Sylvia Quartermain who is a, uh, she's a booking agent, um, for events and she, her job is kind of, um, to stat, uh, she's the one who makes sure that enough cool people show up at whatever event people are running. Um, she's harassed you a number of times to like be at, you know, if there's like a, a beginning author who has no following, um, she'll harass you to like show up at their, uh, book reading so that it seems like a higher profile event. Um, so, um, are, is your plan to call her to follow her through Instagram? What's the, what's the play? Just text as Emily. Yeah, it's safer. Okay. Can you go ahead and roll me a, uh, manipulation and, um, probably persuasion, please. Cause those are the worst things I'm at. Look, man, we've seen what happens to Tyler's investigations. Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Eight dice rolling under five. Four successes, one ten. Okay. Um, so you text um, uh, Quartermain, and um, I think, yeah, okay. So I think you text Quartermain, basically saying like, um, uh, as Emily being like, look, uh, obviously I can't, like, with with my best client gone, I need to pick up a new person to manage. And I'm really like, I've got my, my heart set on, on finding someone. Is there any event in Montreal tonight? Um, or someone you can put me in touch with who might, might know things. 
and within a few minutes, uh, you get a message back being like, um, well, 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 look who finally decides to text. Listen, wasn't me. It's, it was my client. Didn't, uh, I, what? I'm sorry. Iris told you not to text me after. Because, I mean, you said you were going to text or call and that we would set up a date for later that week. And then just suddenly, what? It just disappeared. Did what? Did Iris Dunn tell you not to? What are you talking about? Okay, wow. Look, it. Uh, I know it was a while back, but it was definitely a more memorable night than that. What's going on? <laughs> I think Emily was sleeping with this woman. Okay, well, I mean... You could either play into that, or you could just say, this is Iris done. And the driver turns around and is like, hey, um, is the AC okay back there? Um, there's some water bottles uh, if you're thirsty. Um, uh, I can. Uh, is there a different station you'd like? Uh, I've got Sirius XM, so there's a lot of options. You know what? I like the offer. At the same time, uh, she's sort of on the phone. So what if we keep the radio off? You pretend not to listen. And at the end of the ride... I'll give you five stars and an extra. And he checks his wallet. And he's like, 150 bucks. Just like a ghost. Like if it's possible for her, this woman to disappear, like just full tunnel vision leans down into her seat. Um, and, uh, and she's gone. I'll also say all this is happening by text. Uh, Miles, you and I are just going to act it out as, as people who talk because it's better than us being like, and then I text, okay, well, you go over there now. I, I was going to say that if they're having a conversation, it's a little hypocritical of this person to be like, you didn't remember the night with us? I, I'm hearing a different person's voice and assuming it's Emily. <laughs> <laughs> all women sound the same to me, a woman. Um, I have ear blindness. <laughs> yeah. It's a very specific condition. Um Okay, Iris, if I'm going to help, you're actually going to have to describe everything to me. Awkward confessional time, full disclosure. Um, I can't fucking read, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. Normally I can function just fine without it, but we've gone into computer land, which means I'm completely fucking useless other than numbers. So, sorry. Okay. Um... So I'm going to go, it, it's okay, I think I can handle this. And I'm going to go ahead and start um, texting you back and just listen. I've been going through a lot of really weird things and and there's been changes. <laughs> hair where there wasn't hair before. Uh. I got, I got very spooked and I didn't want to bother you with, uh, until I had my shit figured out. So I apologize for not texting back. Um, and you get that horrible hanging dot, dot, dot um, as she's clearly typing a response. Ridley points uh, at the dot, 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 and he says, so what word's that? <laughs> oh, Ridley. Just <laughs> taking their sweet-ass time to answer me. Oh. It's a lovely uh, three dots. Um, and then uh, she just sends back a heart and then says, okay, I was, I was worried it was something worse than that. I... I try not to let feelings get involved. I am, after all, a booking agent. Uh, and I live an exciting life of bookings. Uh, you, can, you can hear in the text the self-importance of these bookings, and it becomes immediately apparent why Emily never texted this lady back. Um, and uh, she uh, says, but, um, 
but I think I, I can understand that. And also after everything that happened with your, your former client, uh, I mean, I can't say I'm too bummed about uh, Gordon Stevenson, but uh, it is kind of shitty when your boss turns out to be a murderer. Uh, and then she does like the, the like look emoji. Um, and, uh, and Ridley, you see that one and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, suspicious eyes. Oh, this seems to be going well. I oh, know that, that, uh, that, that emoji. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, she, uh, she actually, um, uh, tells you, um, that, uh, the person you should talk to is, uh, Dedrick Janssen, um, that, uh, and she's like, look, he's a bit of a fuck up, um, and he doesn't do well with people, um, but he's got incredible taste and he's, he's, he's got incredible influence, um, but he's, he's, uh, a bit of an awkward weirdo, so... You should do just fine. And honestly, if it's not the Satin Prince, he should be able to connect you to someone in town. Um, here's uh, uh, she like there's like uh, a couple second pause and she's like, all right, here's uh, here's where he's at tonight. I just heard from him. Uh, if you go quickly, you should be able to find him. Thank you. Heart emoji. Heart eyes emoji. Um, and she's like, oh, heart eyes. I'll hold you to that. Um I landed on thick there. All right. <laughs> I bet you're right in this Emily, because I don't think you're the kind of multiple heart eyes kind of woman. Absolutely not. Um, uh, Tyler, weird question. Does Everett have a phone? Uh, he did. I can't remember if we lost it in the sewer adventure or not. I think the phones didn't work in the sewer, but I don't know if we lost them. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. That said... Um, but I will say what's happening um, with Everett right now is happening concurrently to what's happening right now. So okay, cool. if you were to place a call to him, you're placing a call to a future moment that we have not reached just yet. Also, okay. to an arrested yeah. person, they typically can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he would call when they had their destination and were ready to go. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, that seems like a, an appropriate time to cut back to the back of the police car. Um, as you are uh, driven um, sort of through the streets. Uh, what does it feel like as a former cop uh, to be in cuffs in the back of a cop car? Uh, extremely frustrating, especially uh, given that when they arrested me, I would have had to declare just so we don't get any nasty surprises. Uh, you know, like, I want you to know, officer, I am armed. Uh, I have a revolver uh, and a, and a, a semi, semi-automatic, I think. Yeah, and a semi-automatic pistol, uh, and a silver-tipped arrow in my back pocket also. <laughs> like that's, uh, that's a lot of gear for kidnapping a baby. Well, I am a private investigator, and I do have an ongoing case, so sometimes I keep my wow. evidence on me and my protection on me. Oh, wow. And you hear, like, a bunch of, like, cop grumbling, but like, no, yeah, tracking oh, yeah. someone who's having an affair. Big deal. Got to carry an arrow. Oh. So they strip you of that. They take your phone. Um... <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, you're, you're just kind of um, stuck in the back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you have a, a, just kind of a few minutes as you're, you're being driven um, to kind of uh, reflect on your current state. Um, so obviously you're feeling like shitty about this, that yep. this happened and like letting the team down and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Like a big piece of shit. Yeah. But is there also any sense of relief do you think um and i like I, this isn't a leading question like but also this right tyler um but no, do you I think there's like for leading I, I already went that with like i let them arrest me tom like i feel like that already that ship sailed yeah fair enough um is there a sense of relief because theoretically if you're just going to go to jail for like 
baby napping. Um, you're kind of free of all of this, right? Like, you don't have to solve the... Cause like, I don't think there's any way you get back to, like, Ridley and, and Iris from jail. I think I'm thinking it's not a relief. I'm, I'm immensely frustrated with myself. Gotcha. Uh, because um, on paper, it was the uh, messy success that led to me, you know, um, not having the wherewithal to know that mm-hmm. I'm stealing a car with a baby in it. So I think it comes back to that that hunger that mm-hmm. was distracting me. I wasn't on my game, and now the team is suffering for it. They, they don't know where I am. They already don't trust me, and now I've disappeared on them. Um, mm-hmm. We had a lot of shit to get done tonight, and now I've screwed that up. Um, I am also just like embarrassed because I'm obviously not making good choices after the fact of like walking up to them to like give the baby back and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm hoping that um, Sergeant Kincaid uh, mm-hmm. is around to get me off the hook. Uh, I think the one silver lining that might occur to Everett is there's no windows in hold in lockup or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. If this goes for daytime, he's should be okay uh, in terms of not being disintegrated <laughs> in some yeah, totally. Um, so that's the only thing he's saying. Like, if this takes longer than a night, at the very least, there's no windows in lockup. Gotcha. But that's, like, the only good thought in his head. The rest of it is just, like, he's really, really down on himself. And admittedly, like, not a bad silver lining. Um, no, no. I will say, though, um, that um, the better silver lining... Uh, comes on the tip of the arrow uh, that punches through the windshield um, and takes the cop driving the car in the throat. Um, In a shower of glass, uh, the car begins to swerve uncontrollably. Um, The the other cop, she reaches across and tries to, like, grab the wheel. Um, Another arrow flies through, misses her, hits the seat next to you. Um, and the uh, the car slams into um, sort of a line of parked cars. Um, you're kind of on a on a side street that's a little less crowded. Um, her partner is gasping for air. You've got spray across your face, um, which it's it's such a fucking weird issue with Ventru that you can only enjoy like your specific brand. I think. From what the way I've read it and interpreted it, the blood smells good, but it hmm. it, it in a way that's like um, what's a good example? Oh, so for example, like I don't like hot dogs, but if I walk past a hot hot dog cart, I'm like, oh fuck, that smells good. I don't want to eat it, but like it's it's the the beast is such and your hunger is such that you can't help but notice the blood. Um, but um, anyway, so um, she's trying to, like, stem the bleeding while also, like, pulling her gun. She's yelling at you to stay down um, <clears throat> and kind of, like, um, sort of sighting out through uh, the windshield. Um, and uh, what do you do? I need to know a very important piece of information. Yes, sir. Have they... Um, have they... They, they would have called it in that they that they picked someone up and they're bringing me back to the station. Have mm-hmm. they run me through the system yet in the car? No. Okay. They're going to so, take you in then. Okay. <clears throat> also, uh, admittedly, um, I think it would be different if you were caught with the baby in the car. You showed up and handed them the baby and was like, I'm a good Samaritan now. Yeah. So I think they thought you were like 
probably like um, uh, disturbed, but harmless, ultimately, uh, because you returned to the scene of the crime and, and saved the day. Yeah. You're, you're a shitty car thief, not a baby kidnapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a car thief with his head in the clouds. Not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just dreaming about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Didn't realize it's a so visionary. Um, I would like to try and see if I can snap my cuffs. Um, to to. Oh, all right. Yeah, cool. Um, so I, I think I'm gonna. I have that level of strength or not? But. Well, we'll find out. Um, I think I'll say athletics or brawl and strength. Okay. Unless you wanted to try and uh, so the other option I'll give you though, Tyler. Um, I you were originally cuffed behind your back. I think once you were in the car. It would probably be in front. I don't think they'd make you ride with your hands. They, I mean. <laughs> Maybe, actually. Whatever you want, man, but they definitely would. <laughs> All right, great. Um, okay, so your hands are behind your back. Um, the Your other option is to try and, like, pick the locks, but that seems insane. So, sure, let's try and break it. Okay. Um, just trying yeah. vampire strength it out. Uh, three fails and then one crit success. Um, the hunger dies are. Oh, that's not that's not a six. That's a nine. Uh, oh, a six would have passed anyway. I'm sorry. Two successes and two fails, um, and uh, just a ten on the non-hunger die. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say you uh, you can feel the like as you struggle against it, you can feel the links in the, the chain begin to, to bend a bit, but unfortunately it's not quite enough. You feel like one more turn's worth of it will do it. Um, meanwhile, um, the um, cop fires two quick shots, um, which um, of course, like, is even um, with your kind of increased fortitude, like, a gun being fired in a small space is not great. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, the driver is still choking um, on blood and and kind of f um, flailing around. Um, you can see the remaining cop desperately kind of trying to uh, pick up a shot, um, and then another bolt kind of flies through uh, the windshield and um, plunges into her shoulder. Uh, she lets out a, a, a scream and kind of like fumbles her gun um, and starts kind of leaning down. Beyond it, um, you can see sort of a figure approaching, um, just very calmly reloading um, a crossbow, kind of wearing like a long coat, large brimmed hat. Um, and um, oh, you can see just kind of a, a hint of um, silver hair um, tied back. Um, are you looking for input from me or are we- uh, it's, it's back to your round. So you can me. attempt to break out again. Um, I still want to try and have my hands yep. for whatever comes next. I think I need my hands. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, oh, awesome. That's four successes. Yeah, man, that'll do. Um, so with um, one last kind of um, hard um, struggle, the, uh, the cuffs break. Um, you reach forward with kind of this surge of, of strength and just fucking rip the um, the divider out. Mm. Uh, you can see your stuff between between the two seats. Um, you can see the cop has her gun uh, and seems to be um, engaging whoever's attacking the car. Um, 
you could probably get out or you could help the cop or help the assailant. What do you do? Um, I grab my stuff. Yeah, naturally. Uh, um, I don't want to leave any evidence that I specifically, Everett Fry, was in the vehicle. Um, and um, I'll grab the radio and I'll actually call in this attack on the cop car. Because that okay. would take less time um, than having a shootout or anything like that. Basically, just like officer down, medical, like medic needed ASAP kind of thing. I call it the intersection. I drop that and I, I basically try to smash out the, the, the rear door of the car because they wouldn't okay. have, they wouldn't have locks or they no, no, have no. Like, yeah. So I have to, I sm- try and smash out the window with like, uh, the butt of my gun. Sure. Um, can you roll me a, I think, str- uh, maybe we'll take like a brawl. Okay. Um, yeah, let's take a brawl, and um, I would say you can use dex. Um, if you're if you're brute forcing it, use strength. Um, or if you're doing that thing where you're just like, I think if I can hit it the right way, it'll shatter. Um, I think it's probably strength right now, just given that... Totally fair. Car wrecking people shooting Just arrows. being nice. Thank you. Well, it's the same stats, but... Um, one success. Okay. Um, so, uh, with, I think the, uh, amount of stress you're under, um, it isn't like a tap tap. It's like a fucking smash yeah. smash. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the window explodes, um, and, uh, you see the cop kind of like almost by instinct shoot a glance at you. Um, also with some confusion over you calling in the attack. Um, but then she's back to, um, firing at, uh, the woman approaching the car who like ducks behind another car, um, like, obviously, like, crossbow versus pistol works pretty yeah. well when there's a bunch of shit in the way. But when it's a purely fair fight, pistol's going to win. Yeah. So, uh, particularly at that range. So she ducks out of the way. Um, you're able to clamber through the window and disappear into the night, uh, leaving the cop and the mysterious figure to um, to duke it out. Um, you notice a buzzing uh, on your phone, uh, and it is a fully emoji text from um, Ridley. Ridley, what does your emoji text look like? Uh, Christmas tree, Christmas tree, uh, smiley face with star eyes, uh, smiley face with star eyes, dancing lady in a red dress, and then a squiggle dot that he's been told is a question mark. You then receive a text from Iris with a, <laughs> an exact location. And uh, Iris, what else would you add to that message? Because I assume, similar to what Ridley presumably sent, there's a bit of a "Where the fuck are you? What happened?" Uh, what, what's your your message to um, uh, to Everett? Where the fuck are you? What happened? Um, Everett's not much of a texter. I think he would call the <laughs> call back. <laughs> I think he would like open the contact and hit call instead of texting back. I think all of his texts are text receiving and then he will call the person being like yeah that tracks yeah yeah ridley didn't even have to explain the system that's just how it's worked (laughs) great um so iris uh do you call iris or do you call you wouldn't uh well yeah you can call back would you call iris or would you call ridley it would be iris because she's now at like the top of receiving (laughs) the first and last sprinting oh yeah 100 percent. this is like running like ferris bueller at the end of like trying to get home in time sprinting through backyards and shit yeah yeah i'm like smells delicious and all that (laughs) 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 stop by talk to a pretty lady like the whole thing yeah yeah 
But was Cameron really you the whole time? And are you just his Calvin? <laughs> um, and he, your Hobbs? Um, okay, so Iris, uh, phone is coming in from unknown number. I'll answer it. And and it just immediately like, hey, it's me. I, I got. I know I got a lot of explaining to do. I got arrested. Uh, somebody shot at the car uh, that I was being taken to jail in, and uh, with a crossbow, uh, and took off into the night. I got out of the car. Um, I'm headed to your location now. Wait, did, did you kill both of the cops so no one knows what you look like? No, no, I didn't. Oh fuck. They didn't oh, run me through the system or anything like that, so. No, but I can fucking draw you. Ah, oh, we're gonna have to disguise you too. I'll do the makeup, fine. <laughs> and I'm just running on the yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna tell him like uh, we're in an Uber and and we're headed to the Yatters. I texted you, so you might as well just meet us there. Just I'm on my way, just running. Yeah. Um, and with that, um, the entire soundtrack to Forced Gump played as Everett Fry ran to the scene of the next major event here on <laughs> Blood and Syrup. Uh, with that, Everett ran off into the night. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.